what do you mean I'm going to want to fuck a robot? Yeah. And you know what? When they do the research and the surveys, although people say, oh, what do you mean? Most people would have sex with a robot at least once. And when we think about it in the future, we think, okay, there's a certain subset of people that will, you know, are robosexuals or attracted to that, that will keep those robots as their partners. But then there's kind of the rest of us who are sort of like, it's a novelty. Probably try it once or twice. And what distinguishes a sex robot versus a sex doll is the technology. So they have technology often inside their heads that allows them to be programmed, to talk to you, to change their personality type from funny, shy, charming, cute, submissive, flirty, dial it up, dial it down. But really, if you want to get really nerdy, they're not quite robots yet. So robots, the definition of robots is that their limbs would move in both directions, okay. right? I've, I've forgotten the, right. the techie term for that. Right. But at the moment, they don't do that. And actually, that would be really dangerous. Can you imagine a sex accident if um, all the robots' limbs are moving no. and something ha- knocks you out off the bed or something? Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. I'm Dr. Emily, and in today's show, I'm joined by sex tech expert and host of the Future of Sex podcast, Brian Nicole, to talk about all things sex tech and what the future may just have in store for us. Topics include sex robots. Will they become the norm? VR porn. So what's the draw and how can you use it wisely, if at all? Okay, so vulvas seem to get all the love when it comes to vibrators, but what about the penises? And how do you delicately tell your partner that their oral skills are just a little rough. I got you. All this and more. Thanks for listening. So the other day, a woman called into the show and asked me if I tried a toy called Zumio. And shockingly, I had not. I know it freaked me out too because I feel like I try all the great toys because she was like, oh my God, it was amazing. So I called the company. They sent me one to try. And oh my God, stop the presses. There isn't enough time here to tell you everything I want to about this amazing product. Just try it out for yourself. But here's the lowdown. Sumio is really different. It has a very small round tip that quickly rotates in tiny circles so you can actually pinpoint erogenous zones like nothing else I've seen before. Like seriously, you can divide your clitoris into different sections and just kind of get through all those nerve endings and find out where your hot spots are. I mean, there are 8,000 nerve endings. So this allows you to get to all of them. You can also spend time exploring your whole vulva, the labia, so you're in total control of your pleasure. And if you want to climax quickly, there's no problem. You want to explore your body? You can do that too. It's great for solo play, couples play, foreplay. I mean, Zumio does all the things. Oh, and by the way, it feels great on your nipples too. And penis havers out there, this would feel amazing on your frenulum, your perineum. Hell, might feel good on your balls or on your shaft. You know, you never know until you try it. Because Zumio has eight speeds. You can change the way it feels depending on how much pressure you use. It's rechargeable, waterproof, and super high quality. Trust me, we're going to be talking about this product a lot, but I just want to introduce it to you. Everyone on the team tried it. We love it. To try Zumio for yourself, go to sexwithemily.com slash Zumio. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash Z-U-M-I-O. into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, 
family. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. Check out our site, sexwithemily.com. We publish a bunch of blogs every single day, every week, to help you have the sex life and the relationship that you really want and you deserve. You can also find me on SiriusXM Stars Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific. It's channel Stars 109, and you can get a free 30-day trial at sexwithemily.com slash SXM. And I'm totally cool if you just call in and ask a question, 888-947-8277. Find us on all social media. It's at Sex with Emily across the board. And you guys, I have a special announcement. We're very excited, you guys. We have this, uh, I have this new Vesper necklace. I don't know if you've ever seen the vibrator necklace. It's been around for a few years and I've been a huge fan. It's a fact for years. It's the only gift that I give to all my friends. Well, I'm very excited because it's a super elegant vibrator that you wear it around your neck as a necklace. It's USB rechargeable. And it's super, super quiet and it's powerful. Here, here's a little listen to it. It doesn't sound quiet, but listen to power. <laughs> it has a little. Anyway, you guys, I'm obsessed with it. I wear it every single day and it's a great conversation piece too. People are like, what is that around your neck? Also, it's really empowering to just say like, you know what? I care about my sex life. I prioritize my orgasms and my pleasure. You can get one of our three limited edition phrases that I wrote for you. It's either I come first, turn me on, or meditate, masturbate, manifest. If you want to find out more, it's a great gift. Go to sexwithemily.com slash Vesper, V-E-S-P-E-R. Brioni Cole is here. Thank you. Hello. She's a sex tech and relationship expert, Australian and living in New York, host of the Future of Sex podcast. Thanks for being here. Yeah. So fun. We're excited to have you. People can find you at... Uh, we'll have this in our show notes, sexwithemily.com, Brioni Cole, Brioni Cole, and at Future of Sex. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this. We were introduced through Erica Lust, who we both love. Love. Aren't you upset? She's the fucking best. She's the best. Oh my God, amazing. Have you tried her stuff in VR yet? No. Can we talk about... Okay. We're going to talk about it. Sex tech. I think a lot of people don't even know what that means. Yeah. So whenever I say sex tech, the first thing that comes to mind, right, is robots or VR porn, or teledildonics. But sex tech is, in fact, so much more than that. So if we think about sex tech as a definition, sex tech is any technology designed to enhance sexuality. So technology, VR, robots, AI, but also websites, apps, just simple products. And then under that umbrella of sexuality, we're not just talking about sex. In terms of sexuality, we're talking about health, medicine, education, really big one with sex tech, crime and violence reporting, assault reporting. So sex tech incorporates so much more than I think the obvious ones like robots although that's fun right it is fun okay I gotta say this but sex tech they're saying it's gonna be like a 40 billion dollar industry yeah 25 to 40 billion dollars so I think for my audience for my listeners and for me let me be honest I do want to start with the robots let's go I have to even though I get it we were like can we just start with orgasms I'm like that's what I talk about forever Robots. Well, it's, I mean, it is this big sci-fi it fantasy, People you know? don't even believe it. Like, what do you mean I'm going to want to fuck a robot? Yeah. And you know what? When they do the research and the surveys, although people say, oh, what do you mean? Most people would 
have sex with a robot at least once. And when we think about it in the future, we think, okay, there's a certain subset of people that will, you know, are robosexuals or attracted to that, that will keep those robots as their partners. But then there's kind of the rest of us that was sort of like, it's a novelty. Probably try it once or twice. And what distinguishes a sex robot versus a sex doll is the technology. So they have technology often inside their heads that allows them to be programmed, to talk to you, to change their personality type from funny, shy, charming, cute, submissive, flirty, dial it up, dial it down. But really, if you want to get really nerdy, they're not quite robots yet. So robots, the definition of robots is that their limbs would move in both directions, right? I've I've forgotten the the techie term for that. But at the moment, they don't do that. And actually, that would be really dangerous. Can you imagine a sex accident if um, all the robot's limbs are moving no. and something ha- knocks you out off the bed or something? They're no, also exactly. really I heavy. just want the right limbs to move, right? Like if I'm going <laughs> to be with a guy, like at least this one limb is working. This is why I bought you. I don't care as much about their hands and feet, but as your pain, you know. That's but why you I would vibrate. Order, well, right. Well, the vi- yeah. even vibrators right now. I mean, here's the thing. So we've talked about this before as well. Like would women... Why would a woman want to? We want intimacy and connection yeah. and touch. But then people are saying these robots are actually going to, it's going to look real. It's going to be like Westworld, everyone says. I mean, yeah. do you really believe that soon enough? Well, we'll be like, ah. Oh. Once the limbs start moving, they can the take the trash start, out. It's the so, limbs. Tell, and they tell can make sign. sandwiches and stuff like that. That'd be cool. I think. There's less demand for women in terms of being a sexual partner. Maybe an intimacy partner is more interesting. You know, someone that has a a personality, a thing that has a personality that can talk back to you, kind of like that movie Her, if you ever saw. Yeah, that's what I I would love that. Virtual assistant. Slash lover. Yeah. Well, now there's like the the, the sex bot, the rope that can text you and the sexting and yes, all that stuff. You've seen the the gate yes. box in Japan. Yeah. He, the gate. Can we talk about the gate box in Japan? Sure. Okay. So gate box. Um, it was launched two years ago. It sold out within a week. It was a limited run. And gate box is kind of like if you would think of Alexa or Google Home. Your your virtual assistants that control the temperature in your house. Um, they control the lights. But gate box is different because it's inside what you can imagine like a glass cylinder and. It's it's a CGI image of a, a blue cartoon anime. Um, looks like a teenage girl, and she sends you emotional text messages during the day. And this is sort of where the AI and the grey area of intimacy comes in, um, because aside from controlling everything in your house in terms of appliances, she also has this intimacy angle and. Sold out in the first week in 2016. It sold out in Japan in the first week There's because she can like turn on my toaster and send me a sex and in the be of the like, day. I miss you and sweet dreams uh, before you go to bed. And if you watch the ads on YouTube, it's it's super compelling because you're like, wow, it's actually being marketed as this replacement girlfriend. And so over the the last couple of years, they've got more investment. You can now change her clothes. She's now in. October 10, they're doing a commercial release in Japan because it's been sold out. There's been 3,700 marriage certificates issued for Gatebox. So Japanese men are actually marrying Gatebox they're marrying, now. Yeah, they're marrying these CGI images because yeah, they work their appliance. They're like, one. it's yeah. one bill. Yeah. Pays my appliances oh. and sends me a sex. Easy date. It's kind of easy, you know? You, bundle, you- it's a bundle. It's your marriage and all your appliances. Well, what if you just had someone that, like, you had the bot that did all that, but then you still married a person? Well, you know. Because then you can have both, Humans right? are overrated. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I mean, you could have both. And the, you know, if that person's no good at conversation, there's always gatebox. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is really happening. But this wouldn't fly here, would it? Or am I just, like, in three years from now, it 
Well, you know, this is what I spend what a lot of time thinking about yeah. because, you know, we're all so in love, I would say, with our smartphones. We, we're almost married to them. We can't leave the house no. without them and we're so addicted to them. I think there are, there are a couple of examples in um, the Western world of, of humans falling in love with technology and everyday people. There's also, if you look outside the the sex realm, you know, in the military, the bomb disposal robots, um, you know, there's been cases of um, Marines holding funerals for them because, you know, they break down and they don't dispose bomb. Right. Um, and so people get really attached to technology. And I think this is sort of the thing that we're all sleeping on at the moment because it kind of happens. Literally think, sleeping. Like I yeah. sleep with my, it's, I t- it's the night phone, you know, I'll turn <laughs> you off now, but I'll be back in a few hours. It, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it kind of, it seems exciting. And I think it's, it's sort of that feeling of one day you wake up and you go, well, hang on, what happened? How do we get this far along? Same thing with Dating apps, maybe five or ten years ago, it wasn't cool. It was like, yeah, oh, we're like never going to do no, that. No, we didn't meet on Tinder. And now, um, if you're not on a dating app, it's weird. Yeah, exactly. If you're yeah. on a dating app, I tell people, I'm like, y- why? You really want to yeah. meet someone and you haven't tried apps? Yeah. It's like trying to lose weight, but like I'm not going to exercise. I'm just going right. to not eat. It's the, you know? new, it's the new do normal. Everything. It is life. the new normal. So maybe Gatebox or some version of that will be the new normal. I know it sounds strange and you're like, Please let that be the case. Yeah, but I, I just you have to kind of think about. But that, you know don't what you? it is? How we use if, technology. We don't because what, what I just thought of, and you guys can cause with anything. I have Bryony Cole. Bryony Cole. Yeah, we practice saying your name. Bryony. 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 Yeah, Bryony. No Bryony. 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 I love it. Yeah. Love that name. I do. <laughs> Means wild Bryony rose. Cole. Wild rose. That's so pretty. That's Aww. beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, mom. The Bryony. <laughs> Bryony rose. God, when did Facebook start? So I would say in 2003, I was having lunch with a friend in San Francisco, and he was telling me about Facebook. He was an early investor, and he said, well, Emily, wouldn't it be awesome? Just imagine this. You're all, let's say everyone in your address book right now. Imagine if I could see your address book, and then you could see mine, and you could see who I'm friends with, and I could see who you're friends with, and I could like, I could have a party, invite all your friends. I'm like, hell no, I don't. It's private. I don't want anyone to know who I'm friends with and what I'm doing. That is, that's such an evasion of privacy. And you know, that was like a few years, you know, few, yeah. four years for Facebook. And I'm like, oh yeah, there you go. Everything I do is out there. So in a way, right. and that snuck up on me. And I was literally like horrified. I'm like, oh, that's because you don't have a lot of friends. Like I have so many friends, and I don't think they'd like. You know, it's just like, yeah, it was a different world. But then robots will just be here in a few years. We'll be yeah. like, I can't remember life without my robot. And it's happening faster and faster. You know, the Less. the rate of innovation is exponential. So it just keeps cre- creeping up faster and faster. Whereas humans, we're like step by step. We're just slowly evolving, slowly waking up. Yeah. Right? So, yes, I think that's going to happen. But I also think maybe there'll be a revolt. I, don't, I think so, too. I think there's as humans that we innately would like to connect with other humans. And I think I think that right now we actually are in a crisis of connection and we don't really know how to have intimacy, how to connect with one another. And that to me, that's just the most, I mean, I'm all for vibrators, vibrators on steroids if it's a robot, right. but I still think I'm always is, is the body that I was born in in the year I was born in going to crave human connection. Right. I crave it now still. Yeah. Like I, when I'm just like with my phone all day or talking to I mean, that's a really good point because you're talking about the the great use of technology is like vibrators and things that are enhancements and they're not replacing intimacy. No, even though everyone fears that. And that's what already what we hear from men so much is like a protest, like the vibrator is going to replace me. And, you know, I feel like that it's, that the, the true orgasm only comes through a penis if you're in a heterosexual relationship when really, yeah, you know. forget that. Forget that. It comes everywhere. Let's talk about virtual reality porn. I've taken a gander through that land. I've checked it out. You know, I've, I've seen it. It's very realistic. Yeah, what do you think? 
I thought it was hot. I was in a room of a bunch of men. It was like a few years ago in Amsterdam, the first time I saw it, and they were investing in some of the early, you know, VR. Maybe it was four years ago. And I was like, I put the headset, goggles, goggles, headset. Okay. I'm in this room, and, you know, you see all these women. They're crawling. They're like, it was like an orgy in Greece or something. I mean, it was all these beautiful people in a castle, and you're saying you feel like you're actually there yeah. in the room. And there's all these beautiful people, and there's like a woman and a man coming up to me. Like, it feels like they're moving towards you. And then the guy next to me was developing this. He's like, turn around. And you turn around, and you're mm. like, you're, you're, even, you're in a virtual world. And mm. I could absolutely see that replacing everything that we know right now. If I was into porn, I'm really not. I'm not as much of a... You know, I enjoy it when I enjoy it, but it's it doesn't consume me. But right now, since I actually think that porn is already a huge problem, not just for people who are watching porn, but for sure. kids today, I absolutely see that being the future of, of sex, of everything, and kind of just... In there's take- definitely a lot of money there, isn't there? I mean, there's a lot of money yeah. that comes from the porn industry into technology, and especially at the moment into virtual reality. And um, we want to, we, it's sort of also with that fantasy, we want to believe. And so it's sort of like, it's so exciting that something could leap off the screen and start to become more real and more sensory. And maybe we can attach scent releases so you can, you oh, can God. smell right. the things. So there's all these interesting innovations coming out. It still feels, I don't know about you, when you were watching it and there's like all these people in the room it still feels whether or not there's other people in the room kind of a bit clunky and maybe that's just we're getting used to it yeah but um there's it's, still this awareness that this is not oh, yeah. your real world right exactly it, it does feel that i just thought it was exactly it, and to me it wasn't more so it wasn't more titillating for me than actually watching porn you know yeah your run-of-the-mill porn right now but i'm i was kind of put my my myself in the shoes of people who are sort of that's yeah. their main source of release but it is clunky but it's also like it's another thing so when we're yeah. keep, they say that porn we have to keep escalating and escalating sure. to get aroused you get a virtual reality another thing i mean when you look through that and there's just like a big pair of balls in your face that yeah. are like virtual reality balls you're like oh my god what am i, I don't even do, want the reality this? balls like we this got- is like too big <laughs> yeah. this is too much vr for me get yeah. me out eject yeah. you're like, we didn't um, need to do that <laughs> What else is going on with you? Tell cool. me, what are you excited about right now? Well, so aside from the virtual reality and the, the the robots and all the sort of more obvious stuff, what I'm really interested in is probably a bit more of the darker side is, oh. um, <laughs> I don't know, um, but really interesting technology that's being developed for um, crime and violence, for human trafficking, for sexual assault reporting in all different areas of the world. So in Iran, we have apps that um, where two-thirds of women um, experience domestic violence. We have these apps that um, you can signal without looking like an app that um, signal like legal help, family Ooh, help. I love, I mean, I've heard about these apps yeah. because right now it's scary. You could lose your life if you're the one who's reporting sex trafficking. It's dangerous. So who's sure. creating these apps and how can people find them? Lots of not-for-profit organizations. If you go to Future of Sex Instagram, I list a lot of these and, and all the new ones that are coming out in Japan, they have big problem on the subways with groping. I don't oh, know yeah. if you know. Yes, forever they've been yeah. groping. Like yeah. forever. They're like, I'm going to so go, have... go on the subway, I'm going to get groped. Yep. That's so it. they have separate carriages for separate genders. And now um, a week ago they released this uh, stamp, this UV stamp where you could stamp your, you know, the guy that, I'm assuming it's a guy, right? The person that gropes you, and it, um, it sort of identifies them as a groper, and it's a deterrent, wow. um, like a sex offender. But you're just you've been, you, yeah, but you it's have you. groped, yeah, sold out. Sorry, it sold out in an hour. Um, 
But so there's like really interesting cultural things in, in South Africa. They have the Raypax, which is a female condom fitted with barbs. Um, so, and you know, it's still prototype phase, but encouraged to wear on blind dates um, and at parties and it attaches to anything that penetrates it. Um, and so you have to go to hospital to get it removed. And in that case, you know. I, wow, I that's amazing. So these things are also fascinating. A bit of a darker side, less pleasure and yeah, more Yeah, but sort that's of, okay. It's about all of it. I mean, I think that it's like everything with, there's pleasure and pain, right? There's good yeah. and bad and everything. Yeah, so. yeah, there's light and dark. So how can technology right. help us with all of our sexuality? And then there's the cool stuff like the education stuff, which, yeah, you know, everyone's had bad sex all, ed. If we had any at all, we had bad sex yeah. ed. There is a lot. What do you think? What is your favorite place right now you think to go for sex education? Oh, there's a couple. Okay, so OMG Yes is an oldie oh. but a goodie. Just it's not even that know. people. A lot of people don't know about OMG Yes. They're yeah. they're incredible. Well, I just I think it's such a cool example of sex tech doing really amazing things for female sexuality and and their partners. So OMG Yes is this platform you can go on and learn about how to bring yourself or a woman to orgasm. And they they developed this through a study they did, the first of its kind, two thousand women between the ages of eighteen and ninety six, and how they bring themselves to orgasm. So essentially how they masturbate. And they took that data of yeah. two thousand women and they identified twelve different techniques. Yeah of how women masturbate. The cool thing is they gave it names, um, which escaped me Like now. the dippity-doo, the you're circular. The shifting, yeah, or the edgy, yeah, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was so cool because aside from like, wow, I can learn new ways to masturbate and um, pleasure is kind of limitless and I can inspire myself or my partner, um, they gave us language that we can use that's not kind of... I love it. I knew where that's going to get women some place to start. If they're like, I'm not really sure how to touch myself. And they're like, oh, here's examples. It's a great place to start. Even if you don't so fall good. into those 12 categories, you're like, oh, here's ways to touch my clitoris because right now I don't even, I'm yeah. terrified. I don't know where to start. I've never masturbated before. Exactly. So, okay, we've got a call about uh, robots. Yes, we have Ryan 30 in California who wants to talk about having sex Ooh. with robots. Of course. Cool. Hey, what's going on? Ryan. Ryan. Hello, ladies. Hey. Real life ladies, not robot ladies. We are real. <laughs> yes, at least today we're real. For real. I know today, but then tomorrow, you know, with all this deep fake, you know, video, deep fake voice, I could be talking to a robot one day. That's true. Robot. Well, you know how there aren't like yeah, real music true. DJs anymore on Sirius XM there is, but a lot of the terrestrial stations, it's like they're not even having people. Robot I might not. DJs. Who knows? Maybe tomorrow won't even be here. But today we are here. What's going well, on, Ryan? I guess, and I always love the real thing, but I guess the point that I would like to make is, you know, it's not really a big difference if I can't tell the difference, right? It's not a big deal. I would totally have sex with a robot. And if I could have my own sex robot, I would. However, I would still be kind of ashamed of it. I don't know why. I feel like it would be like, it's like if someone came over and they, you know, opened up the closet and my sex robot fell out. I would be embarrassed. And I can't put my finger on exactly why. I don't know why there's a little bit of shame there. Maybe it's because sex toys for men are kind of a taboo still nowadays. Not here. I feel like that is like an extreme toy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like. What um, part of it interests you? Yeah. Also, if we're talking about a full-fledged, like, doll from head to toe, this, um, this doll would have to represent a woman. Uh, for me, it would have to be so realistic, or it would fall under what's called the Uncanny Valley. Sorry, I'm in, like, the That's streets cool. right now. The Uncanny Valley, um, which is an unsettling feeling that people experience when androids, uh, they closely resemble humans, but... They aren't quite there. There's something that's not quite right about it. So you look at this kind of dead, lifeless face, and if it doesn't look exactly like a human, then we get unsettled by it. 
So I think that we're quite a ways away, but once we get there, hey, I'll be uh, I'll be a customer. Okay. Well, what do we think though, Barney Cole? Do you think that how close are we to that? Yeah, closer than we think to like a realistic uh, robot where he'd be like, is my penis in a real human or is it in a robot? I do not know. Look, I've seen uh, Robotics Harmony AI and I did uh, have that. Uh, yeah, she's you the say most honey. Well, Harmony, right? yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She's the one that's the most well-known right now. Robot, she is, yeah. and they're doing amazing technology with her and um, using the artificial intelligence. But to your point, yeah, the uncanny valley definitely exists. I remember when she woke up and well, we turned her on, and I saw her, you know, light up and her eyes opened and she looked around and I thought oh my god this is so real and then her eyelid like failed a bit and I was like oh, like, oh shit. No. <laughs> right, like, and I was like no this is no I'm not into this um so yeah I I totally agree with you and I do think we're a bit further off with that and like to make it really real I do think it has to be robotic in that yeah the uh, the limbs can move and everything at the moment it's going to hang in your wardrobe and it's really heavy and if someone comes around and, and the heavy Harmony falls out. Yeah, you probably are going to be embarrassed. Yeah. It is still fringe, and just like we were saying with dating apps before, you know, people were embarrassed yeah. with dating apps t- ten years ago, or however long it was. Um, but now it's normal, and so I can't imagine a future in, let's say, 10, 15, 10, years, 15 years when this technology is good enough, and people are like, yeah, like this is, yeah, this Sally. is my robot. Hello, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it won't even crazy. matter. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. What about self-pleasure? How is this going to help women? Like, okay, Yeah, like how is it going to help women? You think like OMG Yes is a great place OMG to go. OMG Yes, and like websites else? and platforms. I know you probably speak oh, a toys. lot about toys. Like, you know, there's interesting uh, evolution of vibrators, dildos, sex toys that were, you know, the oldest one discovered 37,000 years ago. That could be considered sex tech if we think about tech as just a tool. And today we have so many different sex toys that are either cocktail rings or necklaces. We I also... Ah, she's got now. one. She's got the crave. Yes, it's true. Got the crave. Yeah, the yeah. Vesper. It's and so it's so interesting. Yeah, I think this is sex tech. Any technology that's designed to enhance your sexuality, there's technology inside that necklace. Um, and then there's things that don't even have to vibrate. I mean, it doesn't look like a big phallic no. object. It's kind of this sleek, nice. Well, I think that's awesome. I'm just gonna let y'all hear it because <laughs> I felt like it's strong. Oh, air. Hello. How many settings does that have? Whoa, a that's a third one. A lot. Oh. <laughs> this is my vibrator necklace. Sexwithemily.com slash Vesper. Go to my Instagram, sexwithemily. I just a launched DJ it. type I thing too. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put these little sayings out. Sex with Emily. Uh, phrases. Meditate, masturbate, manifest. Turn me on. And I come first. I've loved this company. I love Craig. Mike, this you know, is so good. This is like a secret club. If you get one of these and then you see another friend and you're like, oh, you got that yeah, one? Yeah, we got mm-hmm. it. Do you have you yeah. tried one of these? Do you like no. toys? How do you yeah. feel that? Yeah. So what I was going to mention is one of my faves is the Womanizer. Oh, And yeah. that's not vibrating. That's we the, love it. it. I mean, air suction technology. Jamie's like, love it. Jamie, talk about she sleeps. You, you are essentially married to the Womanizer. <laughs> I sleep with it under my pillow. <laughs> it turns oh. the lights off. And <laughs> yes. Right? Can't like, wear the toaster, but she doesn't care. When I have friends day over I'm like fuck I gotta move it <laughs> yeah maybe don't do you, you know? love telling well, if it's like a girlfriend okay. a womanizer you love it that I'm not trying to sleep with yeah, yeah. I think that that's that's a really cool <laughs> tech that's like okay cool like 
thank goodness we discovered that you don't have to have like a big stone dildo or a big looking huge thing. You can have this amazing air suction technology. It's also super quiet now. They're making the technology that's like very quiet and it's designed for female anatomy. And this is the interesting thing I think about the evolution of like sex toys for women is we're really focusing on designing for women's bodies instead of just like something that looks well that's why there's so amazing to welcome so many women into the the sex the sex industry sex Mm. tech industry there's so many women who are like because before toys were all made by men they were like all look like penises or the porn stars on the boxes and right now we realize because because there is a stigma we hear this men are like oh the toy's gonna replace me i'm like it doesn't even look like your penis it's not phallic most sex toys that you see this little tiny vibrate around my neck can give me so much pleasure but it's never going to replace you know a penis necessarily but your penis also doesn't do things that these little vibrators can do and that's fine and our orgasms you know i guess it's just more like that we think that it's it's an additive yeah add it on yeah we're not obsessed with your phallic objects like you are yeah you know and who would want their penis to look like that no you you actually would you'd be calling me right now if your penis looked like this so true I mean, we covered the sex toys for women, but I'm curious what you think about sex toys for guys. I mean, they're saying there's not much out there for guys. For me, I look at the flashlight and a couple of other things, but have you looked at anything beyond that? Um, I really love that. The fleshlight is great. Like when I first started years ago, that was like the one I'm like, oh, have you tried a fleshlight? Which is a male masturbation sleeve that they, they can kind of just apply different textures and pressures to your penis if you're always using your hand. It might be nice to feel something different. But then there are things like I truly I like the hot octopus. That's okay. a great masturbation. Is that like uh, a tango? It's yeah, it's kind of it's different than a tango. It's kind of like an oscillator. It's not necessarily a vibrator. Oh, and it has this oh. little thing that oscillates around your frenulum and cool. it can feel great. And it can help people with disabilities. It's a really it's been actually great technology for men. I also love the. Um, things that like WeVibe is doing with yes. wow tech yeah. with um you can use an app and men can kind of you know play with their balls or perineum what are the, the new ones the vector the, the vector is for the prostate and the perineum and then the verge is like a cock ring that goes that also hits your perineum this is cool yeah see now you're teaching me something there about sex go. tech for men because Ooh. i always feel like i get that question about what about me yeah, yeah. no there's <laughs> yeah. a lot for All sex right. tech for men yeah. there are there are a lot yeah. of more toys i mean i just feel like I don't know. I mean, I think some of this is falling away, but to have judgments around how we're going to achieve orgasms and pleasure as long mm. as like everything is working for you and it's consensual. I'm still I'm just open to learning about all of it. But this, there's a lot more out there for, for men and for women, for everybody. Yeah. Pleasure for all. And then we have teledildonics, which Let's is the Let's talk about teledildonics. I just love connect. the word. Can we just t- say what teledildonics the for the rest of the show? Yeah. Teledildonics. Yes, Tele-dildonics. for the next half hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's so, define teledildonics. Teledildonics, super connected sex toys. So via Bluetooth or a Wi-Fi connection. And you can connect either a male masturbator or a female vibrator or women, people with vulvas. Um, but it's basically connecting sex toys over a Bluetooth connection. Or Wi-Fi. So there's a couple of things that are interesting here. I often find that the teledildonics are marketed towards couples, but I do wonder if couples actually are the ones using them. We see a lot of cam girls use them, and that's yeah. a really great use of it. Um, they're now incorporating that with VR technology as well, so you're getting a more realistic feeling. Cam girls and VR technology makes absolute sense, of course. Does, yes. So that's what's Just driving the industry. The more, yes, the more real you can get it in those instances where people are lacking the 
that they want it. But for long distance relationships, it's still um, it's still interesting and got some mixed reviews. You know, sometimes the simple is best and like FaceTime or yeah, Skype I love the little FaceTime sex. You know? Right, right. That yeah. that can also enhance intimacy. Yeah. So I have a question for you, Brian Nicole, yes. future of sex podcast, sex tech uh, expert here. <laughs> How has being in the, people ask me this all the time, so I'm just going to throw it back at you. Do it. <laughs> How has being in the sex, te- at least you get to put tech there, it makes you a little more legit. I'm just sex with Emily, so she's obviously a mm. prostitute. But for you, <laughs> yeah. sex techs, future sex, how does it impact your sex life and dating life? Yeah, it's been an interesting ride. I will say, outside the sex and dating life, just the general perception when I started this podcast, I remember my mum called me up because I had an interview about Burning Man and the Orgy Dome, and I was interviewing someone about that and how that had in- impacted their life and I remember my mum calling me up and being like what are we going to tell our friends in Australia so I had that aspect first which was just like okay well you're gonna have to deal with this coming from a tech background I used to work at Microsoft so it was like a big leap into the yeah she's like I love that Microsoft part not so much orgy at Burning Man she's like I just couldn't listen anymore so I was like okay mum so that took you know three years but um, in terms of sex life yeah I think people think think, um, you know, I, I recently got in a relationship and I put it on Facebook because I was so excited. Yay, and it, I, all the jokes were like, with a robot? Right. So I think it's everyone so thinks I just right. spend yeah, yeah. my life uh, yeah. having sex with robots every right. day. Right. So it does. If you talk about it, your job doesn't mean that yeah. that's what you're But you know what I like is that the more you talk about it, the more it normalizes the conversation for that's everyone else. That's what we're both else. trying to do here, that's right? what we're doing. I want to make mission. it normal. Can we just get people to talk about sex? It's not a dirty word. It's not a bad word. We're just trying to educate yeah. you and help you out because it's a very confusing planet. I understand that. Okay. Um, Brian Cole. So glad you're here. I have to add, thank you for coming in. I have five questions that we ask every guest. Oh. There are quickie questions. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. Your biggest turn on. Oh, my biggest turn on. Mm, I didn't take that I didn't take that quickly, did I? No. Well, I think just like the just just tall big people. <laughs> <laughs> biggest turn off. Oh. Fucking impolite people. Can I say that? Yes. Fuck yeah. Yeah, just people with no manners. Oh, it's the grossest thing. Uh, What makes good sex? Mm, Communication. Something you would tell your younger self about sex and relationships. Oh, have heaps of it and learn about yourself and just like go for it. Number one sex tip. Oh, just communicate what you want. Just tell people what you want. Yeah. And be a good listener. I love yeah. it. You're right. How can people find you? Um, easiest way, Future of Sex podcast. So you can look that up wherever you get your podcasts or on Instagram at Future of Sex. All right. Thanks for being here. All right. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to get into all your questions. All right. Let's be real here. You know you should get tested for STIs, but you probably have a bunch of reasons why you don't want to. Maybe you want to keep things private from your regular doctor. Or maybe you don't want to wait for a home test kit to ship to you. Or maybe you really can't have any of this information showing up in your mailbox. While all those reasons might seem just as scary as the STI itself, they're really not an excuse. Your health and your partner's health is more important. This is what my brilliant friend Shannon realized when she created same-day STD testing. Here's how it works. Using same-day STD testing's website or phone hotline, they will set you up with a same-day appointment at a testing facility in your area. Everything is handled privately. No insurance paperwork, no medical records, nothing mailed to your address. You go for your test, and as soon as the results are in, you can log in to see them on the secure website or speak to one of the same-day 
STD Testing's medical advisors. If there's an issue, they can help you get treated privately as well. No shame, no blame, no judgment. Trust me, I know you've got your reasons for wanting to keep things private. Your sex life is your business, but your health is a priority. You can literally take control today. To schedule your same-day STD test, go to sexwithemily.com slash same day. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash S-A-M-E-D-A-Y. So if you've been listening to the show, it should be no surprise to you that women typically last longer to orgasm than men. This, my friends, is called the orgasm gap, and now there's something you can do about it. It's called Promescent, and trust me, this stuff really works. Promescent is an over-the-counter topical treatment that enhances men's ability to last longer. No pills, no prescriptions, and no questionable claims. Developed by urologists, Promescent isn't your typical delay spray. It's absorbed into the skin instead of staying on the surface, so instead of numbing everything, it leaves you with plenty of sensation. Enhancing your experience is easy. Just apply to the underside of the penis before sex. It's FDA compliant and clinically proven to help men last up to 64% longer. And because Promescent gets completely absorbed, it won't transfer to your partner. It's time to close the orgasm gap, don't you think? Try Promescent for yourself. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash enhance. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash E-N-H-A-N-C-E today. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. That's sexwithemily.com slash SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. All right, guys. This is it. This is what I love. I love it. I love answering your questions. It's why I exist on the planet. If you want a question answered on the show, just go to sexwithemily.com, click the Ask Emily tab, fill out the short form, or email us, feedback at sexwithemily.com. I just ask that you please include your name, and you can change your name. We don't care your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. All right. Thanks, guys. Jamie, you want to read the emails? Of course. Okay. So this first one comes to us from Jeff, who's 27 in Alabama. Hi, Dr. Emily. My wife and I have been together for five years now, married for two. We have a fairly active sex life, and my absolute favorite thing to do is go down on her. I could do that for hours. Ugh, what a saint. <laughs> However, it seems like she doesn't have the same enthusiasm as I do about giving oral, and a couple times she's actually made me bleed because of her teeth. How do I approach this with her in a loving way without making her feel bad and also avoid slamming the BJ door shut never to be opened again? All right, Jeff, I'm sorry that you're bleeding and having pain. This is not what we want from the oral sex sitch. So here's the thing. There's a few reasons why people often don't have enthusiasm around oral. Like maybe she one time had a bad experience with it and she was with a guy and she tried to give him oral and he was like, that's really bad or something happened and we just kind of locked down. We just kind of shut down and decide that we're not going to do oral. If she's causing you pain, it sounds to me like maybe she is doesn't really know the right way or she's never been directed on how to actually give proper 
oral sex. So my favorite thing is the compliment sandwich. It works wonders because the sex talk is hard, you guys. I get it. It's not easy to talk about our sex life. And usually we just don't say anything at all because we're terrified that our partners are going to judge us, leave us, um, shame us. So the best thing to do is just to start out, here's the compliment sandwich. Ready? Something that's really something that you love about your sex life. So babe, God, I really love when you go down on me. You know how much I love going down on you. Oral sex, you know, can feel so amazing. But sometimes I feel when you're doing it, your teeth graze me in a way that that can be kind of painful. So it would be great if I can give you some tips. Maybe you could uh, use your tongue and maybe your lips some more. Um, maybe we can use some lube that help makes it you know slide along a little easier. I think that would make it feel better for you and for me. And I know that when you do perform oral on me, it makes me feel so much more loved by you. So it's a great way to phrase it whenever you're trying to talk to your partner about something by leading with something that you really do love that's positive kind of putting in something you'd like to change and then ending up with why you think it would be great for both of you. And that's really how we want to have the sex talk. Because if you can't figure it into figure it into this equation, maybe your request is kind of selfish. Maybe it's more about your pleasure. So if you can think about why do I want this thing for my partner and how can it really enhance both of our sex life, that's what you're going to want. Um, now listen, if she's not really enthusiastic about oral sex, and again, it could be clearly she doesn't have a lot of experience with it or she doesn't know what she's doing, you can let her know how much you love performing on her and how it makes you feel loved and maybe also um give her some more tips but then you could ask her if she's like nope i just don't want to do it it's not my thing find out we often forget to actually ask the why star partner well what, what do you think in a very open conversation no judge shaming blaming so what is it about oral you think that doesn't sit right for you what is it you know is there something that happened is there's ways that i can you know help you through it because uh you don't want to close the door on oral so again, it's not going to get solved with one conversation. You guys, you know that the sex conversation is something that you practice and you have it often. And that's how you're going to have the sex life that you want. Thanks for your email, Jeff. Okay, this next one comes to us from Kristen, 26 in Florida. Hi there. I have no idea how to even word this. I'm a single female that works with nearly all men in a male-dominated field and nearly all of them are married. Yet one of the men I work closely with, who is married, has been flirting with me and trying to get physical while at work and has put me in an uncomfortable position because I am not into it at all. I'm very fortunate to not have dealt with anything like this at previous jobs, so I'm clueless on what to do. Do you have any tips on how to get him to stop without having to tell my slash our supervisors who are all males? I've since just been avoiding being alone with him as much as possible and don't want to move departments since I'm in my dream position. Thank you. All right, Kristen, thank you so much for sending in your question. I'm really sorry that you're going through this and it sounds like you are in a tough situation. Now, I understand that you don't want to go to your supervisors, but I really think that is the best way you're going to deal with this. I know you're in your dream position, but there's been a lot happening now in our country, you know, with Me Too. This is a common situation in the workplace. And I'm hoping if you're at the right company at your dream job, that there's going to be people there that are going to help you. Are there any other women in the office that perhaps you could talk to first and get their take on it? You know, that's why if something does happen, they are aware of this conversation. And if you have HR, that's why they're there. Even if you don't take action, make them aware of this as well. Now, listen, you can also let him know that you want to keep everything professional, that you find that his his advances are not professional and that you don't feel comfortable spending time with him. You need your space, that when he's touching you, that that's not okay. Now, if this doesn't work and you still feel like he's hounding you and then this is a problem um, and I you still haven't gone to the supervisors... 
I don't know. I just put this part because oh. I just. No, I yeah. think you have to listen. I think you have to go to your supervisors. If, if it's your dream job, then you're going to have a dream supervisors. But if they kind of everyone there is just you're saying that they're married and they're the old boys club, then maybe you could find this dream position at a company that's going to respect you, respect women and be able to give you, you know, the kind of work environment that you deserve. Because we, we you don't have to be in an environment like that. Not in 2019. No, I'm telling you, 20 years ago, I was in environments like that. And I didn't know. I didn't know that it was that I never thought it was like abnormal. I'm like, okay, men are going to hit on women and I'm just going to kind of smile and keep going. But we are in a different place right now. There's different laws set up and I want you to take care of yourself. And if they don't take care of you, this company, I promise you, you will find a job elsewhere. Yes. Take care definitely. of yourself. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's tough. That is tough. It's, I mean, it sucks, dude. I was in those positions a lot. I used to work in politics and it was like, I just assumed that men were gropy and weird and like that's, I would never do anything, but that's what you had to kind of go through mm-hmm. to get to, uh, to just kind of live and exist in a company like that, especially working in politics. You're like, okay, they're going to be gropy, gropy and, but it was, the, I thought it was the price yeah. of doing business. No, exactly. And it's just like, that's, you're at work most of your time. You want to feel comfortable there. All right. Well, I hope it works out for you. Kristen. Yes. Keep us posted. Definitely. Oh, my God, please. All right. This next one comes to us from Tyler27 in Hawaii. Hi, Dr. Emily. Are there any good male penis vibrators non-prostate? I was thinking about if there was such a thing, like how women have fibers for themselves to orgasm, but for men. If so, I'd love to know what some good ones are. Thank you. Love your show. All right, Tyler. I'm so glad you asked this question because yes, 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 there are some amazing toys for men now. Even in the last five years, I have to say... I'm very excited about the male market. Definitely. So Hot Octopus makes some great penis vibrators. There's a Pulse 3 and that essentially like wraps around your frenulum and it oscillates. So it's kind of like a little like a cozy for your penis. It, that's exactly what I was thinking. That's exactly what yeah, it looks it's like. It's like a cozy and it kind of sits there and it stimulates your frenulum, which is, you know, the underside of your penis where the shaft meets tip. And that can feel amazing. Hot Octopus also makes the jet. And it's like these two metal balls surrounded by a silicone ring that also vibrates on your frenulum. And then there's the WeVibe Verge, which is a penis ring that you actually put your balls through. So it vibrates your shaft, your balls, and your perineum. And there is also the G-Vibe or the G-Vibe Mini. And this can be used by anyone. It can be used by anyone with any body part, and it feels great. You can stroke it up and down the shaft of the penis. You can use it in all different parts of the body. It's great for massaging different body parts, and I think you'd really like any of those. So you can check them out all on our site, sexwithemily.com. Click on the shop tab, and you will find those. Let me know what you like, Tyler, and always get lube. Lube, lube, lube. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show, for supporting it, for reviewing us wherever you listen. Give us five stars. We love that. Thanks for sharing it with a friend, you guys, and just for supporting the show all these years. I love you all. Thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Kristen, Michelle, Elisa, producer Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Have you ever heard that saying, you don't know what you don't know? Well, that is the very best way I can describe my life before I started using the Intensity by Pormois. Kegel exercises have always been part of my routine, but I didn't realize exactly how strong my pelvic floor could be until I tried it. The Intensity delivers gentle electrostimulation to the PC muscle group, creating an extremely effective Kegel workout automatically. Yep, it does your Kegels for you. You just lie back and it does it and you're done. Not only does a strong pelvic floor help prevent the old sneeze and pee, it increases the strength and frequency of your orgasms, which is why I've stuck with my routine for so long. And now Pormois has two devices to choose from. The intensity, which doubles as an 
awesome rabbit vibrator and the Apex, which delivers the same electrostimulation without the vibrator function. The Apex is the perfect option for women who are sensitive to stimulation, but still want an effortless Kegel workout. To learn more about the intensity and the Apex, click on the Pormaw banner on my website or visit P-O-U-R-M-O-I.com slash Emily. That's Pormaw.com slash Emily.